Hello, and welcome to another riveting episode of Pinot and Perfume. I am your host, Sarah Chacon, and this week I am not drinking anything. Well, I'm drinking water. Water with some true lime in it, because your girl feels like she got hit by a truck. I don't have I don't have coronavirus, so just settle the fuck down. Um, but I, I think I am dehydrated. And I have been on a real water bender lately because apparently I've not been drinking as much water as I have patted myself on the back for drinking. And I this was startlingly clear, like two week in, two weeks ago, after every single workout or during towards the end or in the middle of every single workout. I was doing that week, so I was like running, I was doing strength training workouts, some cardio hit workouts, you know, just really going balls to the wall. I had really bad, like we're talking bad abdominal cramps. And I remember totally after one of these, I had to cut one of my out, my uh, workouts short and I was bummed. I told my husband, I was like, I just feel, I just feel like every single workout this week, I've had these cramps and my husband's like, you're probably dehydrated. I go, you think? He's like, I'm 100% certain you are dehydrated. So I have been making more of an effort to drink more water. I've got this like 30 ounce Yeti tumbler. Well, it's off-brand Yeti tumbler because a bitch is cheap. And actually, this is one I got from one of my vendors that I work with, so I didn't even pay for this. So, you know, bottoms up to that. Um, So been... 30 ounces. I've been trying to drink four of those every day. Usually I'm pretty good. I'm getting, I'm on my fourth one for today. So I've caught up, but this morning I met up with, um, a friend of mine who went for a run on this popular trail that goes through winter garden, the West orange trail. And it goes through part of it goes through downtown winter garden. We did a 5k out and back and then got for caught stop for coffee afterwards. Um, Florida is opening back up. Praise the Lord. And uh, so it's been nice. It was like some semblance of normalcy because this is the first time I think both of us have like hung out with somebody other than our husbands because we've been, you know, in quarantine this whole time. So a lot of people were out and about. It was great. There was, uh, we went to our our coffee spot, Axum Coffee. I got my activated charcoal latte. Sounds like a gimmick. And I don't know if I buy into the health benefits, but it tastes like a Mounds bar. So I love it. Um, chocolate and coconut. It's mm, so great. So got that. Realized there's a bagel spot like two doors down because um, people kept, you know, walking by with bags and we started smelling it. Went there and uh, discovered a new bagel place. Got a Nova Lox bagel again. Oh, <laughs> so good. And uh, and I didn't. And I brought. I had my tumbler in my car. I didn't bring it out with me. I should have. Um, with some. Liquid IV, not a not a sponsor, but it's like electro to replenish your electrolytes because it's hot as hell now in Florida, humid as hell. So that's again, if I'm working outside, like running, and I my first tumbler of the day is usually with liquid IV to replenish all those electrolytes because again, don't want to get the stomach cramps. And uh, yeah, so but I didn't I I drank it on the way before the run, you know, not even half, but you know, took sips before the run. A few quick sips before we got coffee and then hadn't had it with me. So I was behind in like my one cup for the day. Went to a spot called DG Donuts. It stands for Damn Good Donuts. And I'm just name dropping businesses every which way but left uh, right now. But I don't even care. It was just nice to get out. So if you're in the Orlando area, closer to Claremont, there's a 
small little town. Um, I don't know if the township, I don't know, it's called Oakland, Cal- Oakland, not Oakland, California, Oakland, Florida. And there's a spot in a gas station and the, that's where DG Donuts is. That's the DG Donuts spot. Very unassuming, but stands for damn good donuts, lives up to the name. And these, it's like the best thing I can compare it to. The closest thing is voodoo donuts, but less bougie. So they have massive donuts. Like their apple fritters is the size of my goddamn head. Like it's, it's nuts, but they have like, um, different flavors each week. They're made fresh. And I went there, patronized them. And uh, I got three donuts to bring back home to share with my husband. One was, um, guava queen. Well, I can't say this guava cream cheese. The other one was a coffee, coffee frap and then a frap of flavor. And then, um, what was the third one? Oh yeah. Maple Maple honey gram. Why did I blank? Oh, I don't know. So anyway, three. And these were large, like very large donuts. Probably like one of these donuts is probably the size of like two Krispy Kreme donuts or or two Dunkin' Donuts, if that's your jam. So oversized donuts. Brought it home. Um, split the coffee frap and the guava cream cheese with my husband. And he didn't want the maple bacon, so I was just munching on that here and there throughout the day. So basically, I technically had... Oh, no, I had uh, two donuts, but it was probably more like four. Um, not proud of it, but don't really regret it because these were good. So anyway, a lot of sugar. I don't even, I don't eat a lot of a, a lot of sugar like that. And this has been forever since I've had donuts. I tend to stay away from donuts because if I eat one, I want to eat like a million. Like it's really bad. So I haven't gotten these donuts in a while. So I'm not used to eating that much just crap, that much sugar dehydrated, took a nap in the middle of the day, woke up even more dehydrated, felt like I got hit by a truck. So that's where I'm at now. I ordered a, a crispy chicken salad from Dot Dash. I mean, sorry, DoorDash. Dot Dash is a vendor I work with at my job, um, an end of five job. DoorDash and um, watched a few YouTube videos to wake up, to get my bearings. And so now I'm going to talk to you lovely people. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. Uh, feeling better. I don't know if I'm on the level to, to drink alcohol, but I'm at least getting all of my water in for today, for the day, like I wanted to. So that's where we're at right now. Um, yeah. Fun fact, things you learn about yourself when you're working from home, which I've been working from home close to two months now. I love it. I mean, I do miss kind of the interaction with my coworkers, like just bullshitting in the middle of the day when you're when you're kind of burnt out and you just are ready to go home, but it's still three o'clock. So you got to figure out what to do for like the next two hours, or you're trying to put off, or you got too much shit to do for the next two hours and you're just trying to put it up, put it off, and some like weird counterintuitive move. So anyway, I miss that part, but honestly, I don't miss the commute. I do miss the only the only positive side to the commute was it was my time to kind of unwind and get my head right before I got home. So now I don't have that. It's like going from uh, work mode to home mode like really quick. And uh, sometimes I'm just not ready. Like my husband is bouncing around. He's he's doing house projects. He's getting to the point he's getting a little bit bored. So he's gotta he's gotta constantly find something to do. Um, 
I, I'm getting annoyed with this some some days, and I then and you know he's super talkative, you know because he's just sad I'm off work, and I especially if it's a stressful day, all I want to do is like fuck off on TikTok. I don't have a TikTok account, but I did follow down that rabbit hole. It's kind of funny, or Instagram or whatever. Like fuck off somewhere for like just an hour before I start to feed the dogs and start doing my evening routine. And uh, so sometimes there's been a little a little uh. The hard to transition there. So well, that's one thing I learned about myself. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm really enjoying it. I love, I've got my new like little work from home routine now. It's great. I did learn though, the other day in a meeting, I said the phrase, let's circle back. And I heard these words leave my mouth and I immediately wanted to put the barrel of a gun in my inside mouth and pull the trigger. I have turned into that person. I say, let's circle back in meetings now. And the bad part about it was for a split second, I was like, in my brain, I was like, don't say it. There's got to be a better phrase. There's got to be a better phrase. Don't say it. Don't say it. I couldn't think of anything better to say than let's circle back. It was like, that was the only thing my brain was focusing on was that phrase. And I hated myself for it. I was mortified as soon as I heard, heard those words through my mouth. And I've just come to accept that I guess that's, I'm that person now. I'm that person who wants to circle back in a meeting. And I, that's my truth. And I'm sharing that with you. And um, I hope you don't judge me for it. But I promise you, we're going to get into sin of the week right now. And I'm not going to say, let's circle back. Okay, let's circle back. No, I'm just kidding. That also didn't make sense. Okay, so this is going to kick off the next few weeks where we are going to review fragrances or talk about, I will review and talk about fragrances from the House of Creed. Now, the House of Creed is old as hell. Um, just a brief, a brief note on, um, brief, brief background on them from their website uh, it began as a bottle of Royal English leather, a rich mix of mandarin, ambergris, and sandalwood commissioned by King George III after becoming enamored with a pair of creed-scented gloves. Started in 1760, according to the little write-up in my sample pack, it's now uh, run by sixth generation and master perfumer Oliver Creed and his son Erwin Creed. And they have a Parisian laboratory where they continue the tradition. So old as hell, bougie as hell. Again, this is, their website is creedboutique.com. I'll link to that in the show notes. But they have something on the website called the Royal Treatment. So I just clicked on that. They've got a concierge, concierge service. You can get personalized advice by either... Um, text, phone, live chat, or email. Uh, they do complimentary gift wrapping. They do engraving services. So if you wanted a gold-plated medallion on your favorite scent or you wanted to get it as a gift for someone and engrave their initials on it, Creed's got you covered. They do complimentary shipping, which is nice because I ordered my sample pack was like 30 bucks. So complimentary, complimentary shipping for everything and complimentary samples with every full-size purchase, you get two complimentary samples, which are hand-selected by the Creed Concierge for each guest to suit their individual taste. 
right? So this is bougie. This is old, but they have some of the most well-known scents. At least I was made aware of their scents um, since I started poking around the um, fragrance subreddit. Almost everybody that posts has Creed Aventus, Creed Green Irish Tweed, and Dior Sauvage. Those are like the top three ones that I see mentioned. Oh, Tobacco Vanilla by Tom Ford. Um, a few other Tom Ford ones, a vetiver one. So these are all the ones that keep coming up and Creed always com comes up time and time again. I think Aventus is their most well-known. I think Green Irish Tweed is a close second. So I ordered a sample pack, used the link in the little, um, on the fragrance subreddit post that listed out, somebody listed out everybody that you can order samples from. That was in last week's show. I linked to that in the show notes. Check it out. Um, a three, a three sample pack for like thirty or thirty-two bucks, so it doesn't break the bank because <laughs> these fragrances will. Because um, I wanted to see what all the hype was about, um, so I ordered Aventus, Green Irish Tweed. Those are more masculine notes, and then Sublime Vanilla, which somebody on the fragrance subreddit said smelled like a decadent buttercream. And I was most excited about that one because I have been embracing the gourmand since. When I first started this podcast at the end of 2018, can't believe it's been over a year since I've been doing this. Um, yeah, at the end of 2018, I was against gourmand scents overall, just because I equated them to like the cheap smelling like sugar, sugar cookie or birthday cake smells that you could get at Bath and Body Works or you know, target by some off-brand, you know, no-name, no-name asshole. And I just did not want to smell like a 12-year-old. But I really leaned into the gourmand scents. I actually had a sample of um, Lanvilla, just their vanilla sugar. I still have that. I got it as like a little rolly ball. It's like a deluxe sample from Ipsy, I think. A little bit larger than a deluxe sample. Smells so good, especially around Christmas. Um, nothing, there's, I think there's some musk and stuff to weigh it down. And I reviewed it on this podcast before, but so, so good. It's probably one of my favorite vanilla, spoiler alert. And uh, I've leaned into, I've got the uh, uh, Sol de Janeiro, their fragrance mist, their Cheriosa 62, which is like uh, caramel and pistachio. So good. Um, the Guerlain Shalimar. Souffle, sorry, Chalamar Souffle EDP that smells like a lemon custardy souffle. Oh, it smells so good. So I'm leaning more and more into the gourmands and they're starting to become my favorite scents. So I was really excited about this one and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So um, according to Creed's website, the description for the Sublime Vanilla is a provocative blend of vanilla and tonka bean. Uh, Sublime Vanilla is rendered mysterious with sparkling notes of lemon. The result is a universal soft oriental, nearly gourmand scent for both him and her, from newcomers and devotees of vanilla to fragrance connoisseurs who wish to add a true asset to their curated collection. Those who encounter Sublime Vanilla are powerless to resist its hypnotic spell, willfully surrendering to its heady decadence. So, before I mentioned Creed was bougie and I said that these scents would break the bank, the pricing for the 75 milliliter of Sublime Vanille is, hang on to your hat, $545. $545. 
that's the smaller of the two sizes. They only sell two sizes. The next size they sell is 250 milliliters. If you are feeling really bougie, that is $995. So this is a hefty, hefty uh, fragrance, which is why I got the sample. Um, I put out, I, I go on Slick Deals, which is actually a really good website or app. I have a website. I have the app on my phone that um, you, if you want, if you're looking for deals around, you can set up deal alerts. I was so sure that I would love this fragrance that I set up a deal alert for it because even on FragranceNet, let me just bring up FragranceNet. FragranceNet has it, but it's even expensive for there, which kind of makes sense. I mean, it's still uh, compared to like, this is, you know, on another level. So it's still a quote unquote fraction of the cost, but you're still going to shell out some money. So let's see. Should have brought this up. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. So Sublime Vanilla. I, I just saw this. Why is it not coming up now? Okay. No. Okay. Creed Sublime Vanilla. All right. Well, it's 9% off. 9% off retail. So, but they have a 25% off coupon. I've mentioned this before. They're not a sponsor. I just order from them a lot. Um, they are always having extra percentages off, usually like $25 to $30 range. But even with, and this is uh, the EDP spray, 2.5 ounces. So this is a smaller one. Their price at the 9% off price is $494. Even with the extra 25% off, you're looking at $371.24. A little bit more palatable, but it's still a hell of a lot of money. So the notes, or, and if you're really bougie, if you want to engrave a medallion, that's only $20 extra. And if you're spending that much money, I mean, what the hell is an extra $20? So the fragrance profile. They classify it as an oriental soft fragrance, which is enticing and delightful. Um, top notes, vanilla from Comoros, in parentheses, Africa, and Tonka bean. Middle notes, white bergamot and lemon, and base notes, Tonkin musk. The only thing I can think of is, because it's very, it's quite simple. There's not a whole lot of ingredients, but the thing I can think of is what's driving up the cost is they must be using like actual vanilla actual Tonka beans, like probably very little synthetics, if any. Um, so that is probably why this is so expensive. Uh, they say each fragrance is created through Creed's unique infusion process. Ingredients are weighed, mixed, macerated, and filtered all by hand in the highest tradition. So that's also probably is what driving up the cost too. It's hand, it sounds like it's handmade. Uh, I don't know if that, that's what I'm getting from that description is that these are like hand-batched, highest quality ingredients. So it is, you know, it is, you know, quality. All right. So one thing I did find out when I sprayed it for the first time, I was like, why does this smell so familiar? And I figured it out. I, unbeknownst to me, have a dupe in my collection. And I was excited. I even put one. I tried it out earlier this week. I put one on one arm, one on the other to see. It's not an exact match, but it's damn near close, especially when it dries down. So the dupe I'm talking about is uh, called Spring Fiesta, and it's by Hove Parfumer in New Orleans. They also have a shop, and I think Destin, Florida, but it started off in New Orleans at 1931. I think the fourth generation family owner runs it now. 
And it's, now they describe it as a floral. What drew me to Spring Fiesta, because it's kind of a weird, it's, I'll be honest, it's probably not my favorite scent, which was why when I smelled Creed Sublime Vanilla, I was also kind of like bummed out because it, it was okay, but it wasn't, it kind of smells like decadent buttercream, but I don't know, like I was expecting a lot more and it's not bad, but you know, I think I had it more in my head and then what it turned out to be, but it's still, it's a nice fragrance. Um, but Spring Fiesta, they considered a floral, but what drew it to me was that it had that gourmand smell. Like I smell vanilla. I cannot find anything that breaks down the fragrance notes, not even on Hove's website. So if you find that, let me know. Uh, at Snappy Scribe on Instagram, hot plug. Uh, so, but that's what, like, I smell a little bit of the floral, but to me, the 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 primary note that came through was that vanilla, like the gourmand quality, which, as I mentioned before, I'm really leaning into gourmand sense. So it smelled different. I didn't have anything like this in my collection. A little old lady smell. And that's also what I got from the Creed Sublime Vanilla, a little old lady smell. But on like, so on the Creed, I didn't really smell the lemon. Now, now that my sample's gone and I'm just sniffing the remnants, I smelled a little bit more. It's kind of got like a, a little CK1 vibe underneath the vanilla. But when, to me, when I smelled it on, all I smelled was the vanilla. And that is what made me think of the Spring Fiesta. Now, as I mentioned before, I put, I did like a, just a test. This is kind of a, like a light fragrance showdown. It's not like a whole thing. But I put the Spring Fiesta on one arm and the Creed Sublime Vanilla on the other. And when you first spray it, there are differences. I think the Creed Sublime Vanilla is a little bit more vanilla out the gate. Um, the Spring Fiesta, I did get those floral notes more and also had a little bit more of an alcohol tinge. But once it dried down, it, they were virtually indistinguishable from each other, at least to me on myself. I smelled the, I smelled a slight floral, but mainly the vanilla from the Spring Fiesta. And I smelled the vanilla on the Sublime Vanilla. They both have that old lady <laughs> vanilla smell that's still somehow kind of alluring. I can't explain it. Um, yeah. And I was, I was blown away because this, now I'm looking at their a website. And so they only have the one ounce Spring Fiesta perfume on here. It's $92. I didn't pay that much. And I don't think I got the one ounce. I think I got the small, I think they have like one size down and it was 65. I want to say I spent $65, but even if you spent $92, I mean that compared to $545 is a deal. And it's like I said, to me, I couldn't really tell that much of a difference, subtle differences, but not enough that anybody's going to know the difference unless you probably like go up to one of the Creed perfumers yourself and be like, Hey, can you do this small? Can you tell the difference? They probably could. Um, but to the average person, no. So that was a surprising find that immediately cured me of wanting this scent, um, Sublime Vanilla, which to be honest, I don't think I would have bought it. Any, I wouldn't have even tried to justify the $371, even if I wanted it. I probably would have gone on eBay to get a decant, but I just don't want to now, especially not when I have something so similar. So that was very, very... Um, a very surprising and delightful discovery. I'll also link uh, to the Hove, Hove Parfumer website. Um, we found these, I found them on a trip last Labor Day weekend to with my friend Jenna, and uh, who was also on the, the podcast, Jenna Broughton. Uh, we went, you know, we went, did it up in New Orleans. I was there an extra day because of uh, Hurricane Dorian that never really hit Orlando, but 
everybody thought it would. So they were freaking out. Um, and we went to this, uh, went to this perfume place because I wanted to see if they had any New Orleans perfume. And I got it. Again, I, I was drawn to it. Probably not my favorite scent, but it's not bad. I wear it here and there. I just wanted something more for like the memories. And if I go back, I want to go back so bad. I probably will wear it then too. We'll bring it with me. But yeah, it was just a little perfumer. I, they've been around for a while. Obviously not not as around not as long as Creed. This, like I said, this was um, uh, started in 1931. But again, it's a really good cheap dupe if you have smelled Sublime Vanilla and you don't want to commit, but you like the scent. Try this. They also offer samplers on Hove Perfume. So let me look up really quick how much a sampler pack may cost. What they have. Um, so they have the luxury perfume sampler in Drams is sixty nine bucks. So that's a little bit pricey. They have a standard perfume sampler in Drams, which is fifty nine bucks. Standard petite perfume sampler half Drams, which is also sixty nine bucks. But you get six as opposed to three. So again, it's no, it's probably worth buying. They still find it weird that this their sampler sets are more expensive than the Creed because, like I said, the Creed sampler. Uh, set that I got. Um, let me do a quick search. I did the customized sampler because they have sampler sets for him, for her, and then customized. So women's sampler set is 32 bucks. The men's is 32 bucks. The custom customizable is 33. Men's trilogy is 32. So theirs is half the cost of Hobe's, but I mean... Six of one, half a dozen of the other. It depends on what you're comfortable spending. Again, I would recommend investing in a sampler set of the Hove Parfumer if you really want to try out their Spring Fiesta to see if it's if, if you like it as much as the Sublime Vanilla or if you think it's an accurate dupe. I think it is. Um, but yeah, so that is our first scent of the Creed series. Are you bougie and do you... Okay, I'm not going to judge you. If you have this scent... Let me know because I'm I'm genuinely curious. I want to know if you bought it from Creed, if you got it from like a discount seller, if you got it as a gift, if you got a decant, what you think of it, why you like it, and uh, let me know. All right, we get to fragrance in the news. I only have two things for you because I got caught up in actually reading the articles, which were really good, which I guess is good for this episode. Um, so here we go. The first one is from The Cut, and it is called, Now is the Perfect Time to Try a Weird Perfume. Uh, the art, the uh, writer is Carinza Cadenas. If I butchered that, probably did. Sorry. And it, I don't know, the, I thought the article was fun. It was very well written. And basically, uh, her the author's point is that since we're all in quarantine, some of us are slowly coming out of it, but some of us might still be in it. You know, quarantine's a perfect time to try a new scent because you're not really around people. Or if you are, it's like close loved ones who have to put up with your shit anyway. And so she took this time. She went to Lucky Scent and just ordered a bunch of samples um, looking for ones with like unusual inspiration. There was one that's inspired by the apocalypse or weird notes that she normally wouldn't try. There's one with bull's blood. And so she gives a rundown on these and it's just really fun. It's fun to read. I like how 
<laughs> she has like she each sent. She has like the full, the the price of the full size bottle, the notes, how it smelled in the bottle, and how it smelled on her. And just her descriptions are hilarious. So for one, uh, she reviews Strangers Parfumery Sangre Dulce Eau de Parfum. She said how it smelled in the bottle. It smells like a head shop or a Spencer's gift store. Um, there's another one that uh, um, Strangers Parfumery Olivier. How it smelled in the bottle. It smells like clean laundry and a high school boyfriend who would only touch you over the bra. Uh, fragrance Dubois, Cannabis Intense, uh, very herbal, not especially like weed. There was one that was, oh yeah, um, Imaginary Authors, Bull's Blood. This is obviously, this is one that has bull's blood in it. Um, how it smells in the bottle. It's immediately very spicy and musky, like what I imagine the Madonna Take a Bow video, music video smells like. So it's really fun. She kind of goes through all of these, good breakdown, how she liked it, how she didn't. Um, just kind of a fun, fun read. And I think the writer is very smart. I thought it was, thought it was pretty funny. So, uh, that's a good one. And it might inspire you to order your own sense. This is one I was reading and I got to the Penhaligons cause she tries a Penhaligons called Portraits Changing Constants. And it's, um, it smelled like, uh, pimento, cardamom, salted butter, caramel, tobacco, vanilla, and cashmere. Ooh, I hope. And I, it caused me to go to the Penhaligon's website and order four samples. What did I order? I did order this one. Yes. Okay. So that was super exciting. So yeah, so I was kind of going back and forth between Penhaligon's website, did that, which FYI, their samples are $0 each, but you got to pay for delivery, which is 11 bucks. And it's Four maximum. So ordered four cents for eleven dollars samplers. So those will be coming down the pipe here at some point. Um, but yeah, I thought it was. This one smells like it's probably going to smell super good. Again, I am embracing the gourmand. This sounds gourmand as hell. So we'll see. Um, yeah, she said she smells like an air. So she really liked it. So yeah, so that's what took me a long time. So this one was funny. I'll link to it in the show notes. The second one we're going to do, and this one took some time to read too, because I wanted to make sure I could speak to it somewhat coherently. It's from Adweek, and it talks about how the subscription model revolutionized the way we buy perfume. So they start off with describing the inventor of a perfume um, subscription service called I didn't swear down enough, uh, Luxury Scent Box or Lux SB. She started off, she opened her own like little boutique fragrance shop in Orange County, California during the Great Recession, like in 2010. So kind of ballsy. And the model was um, she would help customers select scents, which they could try out for a month. And if they liked it, they could come back in and purchase a full-size bottle from her or purchase another like scent 30 day scent. And so she decided to take that model online and Adweek pretty much credits her with kind of starting this whole revolution. Now I have not heard of luxury scent box. I have heard of Scentbird, but there's like a shit ton of services out there. So they talk about like how these things got started um, and how they continue to grow. Basically some of the, what they outline is that you know, it's a good way for customers to 
try before they buy because perfume can be expensive. I will admit it. It's an expensive hobby, especially if you're like me and you want to bathe in all of the perfume. I mean, it and it depends. Like there's a spectrum, but a lot of the designer fragrances, they are on the quote unquote cheaper, I should say less, less, ex less, less expensive side, but it's, it's still kind of expensive because even you can be looking at upwards, like from 40 to 50, 60, 70, 80, even like hundred dollars a bottle. And then if you're into like the bougie, uh, the bougie names like Creed or Penhaligons or, um, even Tom Ford, that's like hundreds of dollars, you know? So it can get expensive and it's a lot to commit. And uh, so this allows people for like some, I think luxury Sunbox is like $15 a month. I think Sunbird's like 20 bucks a month. You can you can go on, select your scents and get like a monthly supply, a 30 day supply. And you have the option to purchase a full bottle or you can just keep switching it up every month. And so that alleviates a lot of the costs, especially now. I mean, obviously here during the Great Recession years ago, but now, especially during COVID-19, with a lot of stores being shuttered um, and a lot of people just kind of tightening down money-wise, they still might want to treat themselves, but they can't afford, you know, to maybe go out and buy a $100 bottle of Chanel perfume. This is a really good way to, to do that. And, um, and people aren't pressured by salespeople, which... There is nothing more in the world that I want to do and then to go into Bloomingdale's because Orlando has a Bloomingdale's. Tampa never had one. I've never, I've been in Bloomingdale's here, you know, a couple of times. Never really been in there like to shop because I can't afford it. But I'm pretty sure they sell like their super bougie shit in there. And I wanted to go from perfume counter to perfume counter and just sample everything. But I don't want to talk to salespeople because I'm not going to buy any of it. And I don't want to waste their time. I just want to spritz. Um, and, and even Sephora, God bless them, especially the one at Millennium Mall. The lady did help me find, granted, when I bought Alien, she helped, she hooked me up. She helped me find, she recommended Alien to me. I loved it. She hooked me up with some black orchid scents. I love that. But sometimes I don't want to talk to people. I just want to smell everything like a, like a friggin' OCD animal. Like I just, I have this compulsion to sniff everything and I want to, and I just want to play and I want to spritz everything on myself, like an insane psychopath. I want to smell like 30 different perfumes. I want to bask in it. I want to glory in it. And I don't want to talk to anybody because again, half the time I'm not ready to buy. And especially now I'm buying samples, but I'm not buying full sized bottles uh, because I promised my husband I wouldn't because he's like, you have enough. I'm like, yeah, but I always want more. Um, yeah, so that's one of those things. And so they also kind of come into the the plus side. They don't know um, when there's going to be a saturation point because there's already a shit ton of services out there. You know, are there going to be even more, you know, it's going to, customer might have the, um, the paradox of choice. I think that's what it's called, where it's like too many options. You don't know which one to go to. Um, a lot of, you know, brick and mortar stores are going bankrupt because of COVID-19 shutting down everything. So it's just a kind of a good comprehensive rundown of the subscription services, kind of how they started, the pros and the cons. Um, very interesting. So um, again, it's ad week. I recommend if you want to take some time to, to read it, um, it's, it's pretty good. And kind of like how now brands, like even now, brands might have been shy to hop on the 
subscription service train a few years ago, but now they're starting to see the value in it. They see that's where customers are going. And so a lot of them are starting to sell samplers themselves, like Creed and Penhaligons, which I have both taken advantage of. So a good article, great to read. That's pretty much all I have for uh, Sin of the Week. Like I said, I got way down in the re- weeds with researching and writing and ordering samples of my own, like an a attention deficit psychopath. So it's 9.06. I'm ready to stop recording and get this up. All right, guys, that wraps it up for this week. I am off doing all sorts of things. I was on Instagram waiting for my last segment to upload. It didn't take that long, and I just got sucked on the rabbit hole. So it's like 9-11. I am trying. I want to get this shit wrapped up. Thank you, as always, for listening. If the spirit moves you, you know, like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating of your choice. Five stars, preferably. Um, if you want to connect with me online, I'm most active on Instagram at snappy scribe. I also am using the Peloton app. I have been using it for running and strength training and cardio and stretching, but I just got a bike, not a Peloton bike because I'm not that bougie yet. Um, it's a Schwinn, a very modestly priced Schwinn bike, spin bike. And anyway, I want people, I want to be able to be friends with people and follow people and do all that. So if you also use the app, let's be friends. Um, my username is Sarah C1983, uh, Sarah spelled with an H. And um, yeah, I missed the boat on doing a creative name, but so I, I'm boring. But yeah, Sarah C1983 on the Peloton app. And I hope you guys have a great Memorial Day. I hope that whatever you're doing, you're being safe, washing your hands. Don't be a dirty little bee. Um, Having fun, but most importantly, smelling good. Bye. Pinot and Perfume is hosted and produced by yours truly, Sarah Chacon. Theme music is Around the Bend by Evan Schaefer.